We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now it's time to get to these super chats because we got a lot of them again today, and we appreciate y'all air very much. We have two super ch- chats back to back from Easy Money Gamblers. Can we fire Tommy Reese yet? I mean, appreciate the super no. chat. We don't we don't comment on those kind of things. And no, you're not going to fire Tommy Reese right now. That's not the answer right now. Easy Money, and that that right now is not meant to be some sort of. But we're going to talk about it later. That's not our job. We don't fire coaches. We don't talk about firing coaches. What we'll say is this has got to get better, and it's got to get better. Next super chat for me. Can we talk about how embarrassing this program is? No, we cannot because it's not. No. We appreciate the super the chats, is- but those are those are conversations we're going to move on Come from, on. guys. But we do appreciate the super chats. Matt Sekolowski yeah. says, "Am I missing something?" Thank you for the super chat, Matt. Am I missing something? Why are we calling long developing pass plays when Navy is bringing seven guys? Quick slants and RB slip out would be open. Yeah, I mean, we again a lot of we these super chats were, were, were made beforehand, right before before we uh, got to those things. So. Uh, but no, you're right, and that's a, that's the thing. This guys, we've we've got to fig- this team has got to find ways to see this stuff and react when team because you guys know this. Teams are going to sh- throw stuff at you that you didn't prepare for. It happens to absolutely. Against- well, yeah, he's right. Well, that happens to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just finish his sentence for him. That absolutely happens to everybody. And oh, they, he's back. Yeah, y'all. It's like Stream Rose. <laughs> Nope, we're done with you. <laughs> gone. Sorry. Oh, that's great. Go ahead, Vince. You were gonna. No, I was just. Thought. I was you literally exactly finishing your. Yeah. I was finishing no, go your for sentence it. for you. So yeah, yeah go for it. Please teams do. are teams are one hundred percent going to throw things at you that you're not expecting. You have to be able to adapt and adjust and dip into the playbook and do do different things. And we talked about this earlier about yes, going deep was wide open the whole game. The whole game. And I'm sure Tommy Reese is sitting up in the press box and he's seeing Braden Lindsay. He's seeing him get open and he's seeing Braden Thomas get open and he's seeing, you know, everybody get open, but your quarterback wasn't pulling the trigger for whatever reason. He wasn't pulling the trigger. You have to adjust. You have to right. adjust. And and it, he didn't. And that's part of that's the problem. Can't keep calling the same stuff and get pissed off. Your quarterback doesn't execute it. Correct. Find something he can execute. Find yes. something he's comfortable with. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And that's not always easy. It, it, look, there's a lot of things that we say here that sound easy. But as coaches, we also know that it's not as easy as it sounds, but it's your job. I mean, that's what you got to find answers to. That's what you get paid for. Right. I ain't afraid of no goats. Still love this name. Just giving us a go Irish. Appreciate you very, very much. And absolutely. Love it. Charlie Weiss's last belt loop with a super chat. Thank you, sir. Wow. I don't know where to start. Back-to-back big games. Did this kill Notre Dame overall motivation? I was like, wow, Pine is awesome. Then just fell apart. This team is very, very weird. I think it is a weird team. I don't think it was a motivation issue because of how well they came out. Yeah. Look, I think the first, the problems in the first half were pure game plan. The only reason that game was close in the first half is because I thought the defensive game plan was bad. That's it. I mean, I that no did it. Maybe it's just me. Did any point in time you guys felt in the first half that this team came out flat or wasn't ready to play or wasn't physical? Nope. No. So I, I actually think that's what the second half made the second half so frustrating because at halftime I'm like they turned a corner, right? Navy starts to claw back, and what happens? Defense steps up and makes a couple stops, and the offense capitalizes on it and puts them both in the end zone, right? Like that's good team football. Hey, you right. had some mistakes and you did this and that, but the defense rallied, make a couple stops. Clarence makes a great play. You know, Notre Dame makes a stop. The offense puts it in the end zone, right? You make another stop. You get the ball back. You put it in the end zone. Ball game's over. That sequence of events is what won them the game, right? So I don't think that it was – it was like I don't think they hit an emotional wall because of the back-to-back big games. I no. just think this is still a team that struggles to have the fo- necessary focus. And I think – 
You know what it is, guys, and we didn't say this. You know what I think happened today is exactly what we talked about earlier in the week. This team has to show that they can handle success. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they got that 35-13 lead, and they said, all right, cool. We're Game good. over, baby. We got this. And 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 it, it goes back to what Sean said. I think it was Sean said this because you both made great points in the show. Y'all don't know Navy. <laughs> you should. But y'all don't know Navy. You think 35-13 is okay, it's time to let up? Nope. They're not done. They're not going to quit. And, and you don't want them to quit. Right. No. You don't want no. them to like, quit. Yeah, you, the, the, the D.C. doubled down. Yeah. Yes. Like, he, yep. like man, <laughs> come all night. Don't to to Vince's point, if, if Notre Dame ever plays Navy, Air Force, or Army, and they pull a USC second half of 2017 – I got much bigger concerns mm-hmm. yeah. than this football game. I got yeah. you know, these are the cats that are fighting for our freedom in, in a couple of years. <laughs> like, a, 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 a right guard for Notre Dame can make them quit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, this is problematic. Y'all don't understand who you're playing. And it's not even just about, oh, they're smart and they're disciplined. These cats chose a path that most of us don't have the courage to go down. Absolutely. And I'll say that, and, and I'll say that about myself more than anything else. I could I couldn't fight in a war. It's part of the reason I didn't choose to go the military route. I'm from Norfolk, Virginia. You know I had recruiters in my in my house trying to get me to come play there and join the naval go go Nate join the Navy and all that kind of stuff. Of course I did. I'm from freaking Norfolk, Virginia. But I was like, I don't like I don't like getting yelled at. I don't I don't like people telling me what to do. And I don't think I'm someone who could see myself <laughs> fighting in a war. That was my thing. These cats do that. They they're not just getting a great education and going to West Point and all that and becoming officers. These cats are going to be if we ever get into another conflict overseas or here. These are the cats that are going to be picking up the guns, and as we're all running away from the fire, they're running to it. Mm-hmm. Right when we're all running away and trying to find you know a place to kind of get away from the bad things that are happening, they're the ones going towards the front line and going to the fight. That's who you played today. They're not gonna quit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you ever y'all ever see the movie uh, Battle of Los Angeles? You ever see that movie? It's pretty good. No, I've never seen it's, it. a, it's an alien movie. You have to watch it. It's an alien movie, but it's a bunch of Marines fighting against trying to save Los Angeles. And one of this one of the things they say is their 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 unit their their um, their motto is retreat hell. And at some point in time, somebody says, what does that mean? He goes, well, and I guess World War One or World War Two, the Marines showed up and they called a retreat. And the guy says, retreat? Hell, we just got here. You know what I mean? Like, that's who – because a lot of guys that play for the Naval Academy, because there's no Marine football team, a lot of the cats from the uh, Navy, that play for Navy actually go, uh, when they're done, into the Marines. They're actually future Marines. That's who you played today. You know what I mean? Like – they're not quitting because the right guard outweighs them by 40 pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're down 35 to 13. And it was a, a, a lesson for Notre Dame and a lesson that I think they're going to win from. And here's the thing we can all agree on, fellas. Win is a win or whatever. I would rather learn that lesson after a win than learn that lesson after a loss. There's exactly. no doubt. Exactly. And I, and, I, and I went on that little rant, too, because it is Veterans, you know, kind of Veterans Day this weekend. And, and you know, that, that's who those cats are. It's a special breed of kids on the other sideline, which is why Notre Dame has the reverence for that that institution when they play them. So, yeah. 
And I'll tell you what, too. Notre Dame has a lot of freshmen and sophomores on this football team. They will they will remember this next year in Ireland, meaning not like, oh, oh yes. we're going to remember that, but like they're going to know, hey, we get up on them next year, fellas. It's not uh, <laughs> it's not slow your roll, you know what I mean? So um, like you can't – you. I'm sure if we search the record books, we might find a couple of games where Navy kind of just gave up. But for the most part, you you can't take their heart. Mm-hmm. You're not taking their hearts, man. They you're do so much. On, they do so much on a day to day basis that has absolutely nothing to do with football. This is the fun part for them, right? <laughs> this exactly. is the, this is the easy part of their week. Oh, exactly. man. <laughs> absolutely. So, no, nah. you're right, man. They're a fun team to watch from just playing hard. They play extremely hard, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Extremely hard. Yep. All right. Let's get to our next questions. Good, good, good comments and stuff so far. I mean, we feel you're all's pain. David Hess, thank you very much. And this is perfect timing. Service Academies always play tough. I'm going to have the memory of a goldfish today onward Notre Dame. And obviously goldfish have very short memories. And so, and that's kind of the point that we talked about earlier, guys. Defensively, I'm not watching this film for this that exact reason. I don't want I just, I'm just not moving on. David Flagstad with a super chat. Thank you very much. Agree with Brian. No intensity in the second half. That's what the most disappointing thing for me today was. It wasn't play calling. It wasn't Drew. Not get, It was the fact that this team just showed no, like who's going to step up and be that dude. And why is it all, why is it a freshman corner? You know, like that's, that was kind of the frustrating thing for me was who's, who's that dude today. That's going to step up and say enough of this. And that was frustrating. Speaking of frustrating, Steve with the super chat. Thank you, Steve. So frustrating, but if Freeman learns to keep his foot on the gas from this win, I'll take it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Nick Gonzalez with the super chat. Do you think games like this hurt Steve A in the long run? Uh, not getting any time. The schedule should have lined up for him to get a couple of games. It's not just Steve Angeli. It's Steve Angeli. It's Jabron Payne. It's Kane Barong. It's it's um, Tosh Baker. It's Michael Carmody. It's Pat Coogan, it's Rocco Spindler, it's Billy Shrouth, it's Emil Wagner who could have played a couple games maybe this year in some mop-up duty, it's Tyson Ford, it's Josh Burnham. It's I mean, go all down the line of guys who have not had an opportunity to, to play games this year because they have been unable to put teams away. Yeah. 100%. 100%, Nick. But I would say let's not stop with Steve, with Steve Angeli. Right? It's not just him, but he is obviously the most obvious. I, w- I would definitely say that. Michael S., Brian, you accuse me of being too pessimistic because you are. Because I saw this game like Stanford, it wasn't. Difference, we did barely win. That's a pretty big freaking difference. It's a huge you know, difference. like they they trailed Stanford the entire game. There was one series in which Notre Dame led Stanford. They went up early in the fourth quarter, and Stanford went right down in the field and took the score back. This was completely different. This yeah. was not a game that I was going to lose. To Vince's point, I didn't think they were going to lose this game. It's way never, different. I never than Stanford game. Yeah, and you different. are pessimistic. I love you, and we're glad that you're here. But and we have all types of. We have a thousand people in the chat today. Everybody's there's a bunch of different personalities. It's okay. Sure. You're pessimistic. Me, Vince, and Sean all have different personalities. But you are pessimistic. There's no <laughs> doubt about that, and that's why you saw this game as that. 
And there's a few more people in the chat that would qualify as that. But Sure, and that's okay. We love you. This isn't a Homer Mm -hmm. site. This isn't a negative Nancy site. This is for Notre Dame fans of all persuasions, as long as you can treat people with respect. And I've never seen Michael S. not treat people with respect, which is why we're okay with his pessimism. I did put somebody in a five-minute timeout for calling us Pollyannas, though. We got called Pollyannas? Oh, that's hilarious. I was like, yeah. Sorry. That's yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I gotta draw the line. See, he's lucky because this Pollyanna would have put him in a lot more than a five minute timeout. I can (laughs) promise you that. Keep an eye out. I'm waiting. Yeah. Joe Papiti, I've never seen a team totally check out the way that Notre Dame did today. They scored those points at the end of the half and just mailed it in. I mean, we're seeing a lot of comments like that, guys. And it was very obvious the difference in intensity from half two to half one. Yeah. And that's. I mean, that's that's a leadership on the team thing, but that's also a coaching sure. thing, fellas, because whatever well, you said or did, great. you allowed that to, to – that, that intensity, you allowed that to go away in the second half. Go ahead, Vince. And it felt like at the end of the first half that Marcus Freeman, Tommy Reese, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, were going for the jugular. Like, it felt that way. Right. And it felt good the way they were taking right. timeouts, the way that they were – you know, went down and scored. You know, all of that, it was just like – Yes, they're they're picking up where they left off in the Clemson week where they went for the juggler with that pass to Michael Mayer, right? It's like they're picking mm-hmm. up where they left off, and it's like they went into the locker room and they found 65 guys from the stands, and they all swapped out uniforms, and the team went up to watch the rest of the game in the stands, and they put somebody else out there to play the rest yeah. of the game. It was just a completely yeah. different team, and it was yeah. frustrating. Very frustrating. Very, 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 very frustrating. All right, let's get to the next super chat from Michael S. Why did the DBs have so many holding calls against Navy receivers? USC will kill them. Okay, first of all, this is exactly what we're talking about, Michael. Right? This team has played against Ohio State's receivers, North Carolina's receivers, Clemson's receivers. Bruh, this is kind of – why do you think I'm pessimistic? This right here. Yeah. They played bad. Guys, not every game where you play bad – like Georgia almost lost to Missouri. They curb-stomped Florida and curb-stomped Tennessee. You play bad one game, it doesn't mean for the rest of the year you're going to be that team, right? Like, come on. You know, uh, if they play like they did today, yeah, USC will hurt them. But you know what's going to be different about that game? The, rec- the DBs are not going to be focused on playing the triple option. The DBs played poorly. Yeah. The best safety also did not play in this game. Your stud freshman corner didn't really get into the game until like late in the second quarter. I barely saw Benjamin Morrison in the first half. Right. And then he played in the second half and, you know, did what he did. But uh, that was you. Were you shocked they came out with Tariq and uh, Cam to start the game? No. Not in this game. Just because Tariq now. has seen it. Just because okay. Tariq has seen it. I mean, that's really it. You know, like let him let him see it a little bit first. Um, am I surprised? Would I have done that? No. Am I surprised? No. I'm okay with it either way. I, you know, I, for me, um, there's a lot of other things I guess that I was more concerned about with this game plan than than that. Than that. He looked Let's pretty. He looked pretty good to me first time seeing yeah. it. Oh no doubt. My my thing is, but would he have looked that good if he was out there snap one, two, three, four, and five, and not seeing it from the side? I guess is my only. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Don't know. He may have. Yeah. I mean, knowing Benjamin Morrison, he'd have been just fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, and it's also part of the game plan too, Sean, is because they were just going to use those corners to kind of cover and funnel early on. So, Patrick Barnes with a super chat. Is it just me? It seems like if we had better QB player receivers, we'd be balling out this year. It's not just you, dude. 
I mean, it's definitely they, not just the rec- you. We've, the receivers aren't We've been saying this for how long? Yeah. Right. Lorenzo's been a problem, but as a unit, sure. they've been getting – They're not really throwing the ball open. anymore either. Like, they're, right. they they, they right. have adjusted for his lack of play, and they're not really putting him on the field a whole lot, right? Now it was a little different because yeah. Tobias mm-hmm. couldn't be out there, and so I'm sure his reps went up a little bit. They didn't ask him to do anything beyond the line of scrimmage today, which is exactly right. the way it should be. The rest of the guys are playing right. well. Just need to give him the ball. Right. Got a super chat from Connor Patton. What was the story with Tommy and BK and JJ McCarthy's recruitment? Uh, there was really no story other than that they just thought Tyler Buckner was better, and I'm okay with that. I thought Tyler Buckner was better too. I'm looking at this JJ McCarthy seven of sixteen for 100 yards and a touchdown against Nebraska in the th- late in the third quarter. Right, like Michigan's not okay. winning because of yeah. JJ McCarthy. No, you know no. Um, he's a good player, and if they would have taken JJ McCarthy, I'd have been fine. But I thought Tyler was a better prospect. Look, the only issue Tyler Buckner's had is just injuries and not playing. Injuries. You know, if he would have played his senior year and not missed all the time he missed, we'd be having a different conversation about Tyler Buckner right now. You know, we'd be like, man, I can't wait till that kid gets back from that injury because we know so much more about him by now. Mm -hmm. Indian Nation, Navy front seven, superior than Clemson. Who knew? Uh, Again, it it is funny. I think that's a joke, but I was going to say. I was I was just gonna say it's it was the Navy front nine, uh, was yeah, better than Clemson's front. Seven. It was the Navy front eleven because they pretty yeah. much brought the house plus yeah. Ken Niamatololo. They were all. I'm not even gonna bring it up, but did you guys time. did you guys see Michael's next super? I'm not bringing it up. I'm I'm so tired of the when things don't go well no. when the coach shows the same expression on the sideline that he showed last week in a win, but because they didn't play well, it's it's, it's I'm so, right. I'm so tired. Relly Q with Super Chat. Thank you, Relly Q. Should the eval of Reese be separated between his OC role and QB role? He's been the QB coach since 2017. Reese has been under him. Pine has been under him for three years. Can we gauge his OC potential if he can't coach up a quarterback? I mean, I don't think you can separate it because he is a quarterback's coach. But then this is kind of partly why I said what I was hoping they would do in 2019 was, or 2020 was, hire a veteran OC who coaches Mm -hmm. quarterbacks and let Tommy coach another position. I think sure. Tommy would have benefited greatly from coaching another position. I do. Right. I right. can't tell you how much I benefited from coaching running backs my first year as a coach. Because mm. I had to watch and study and, and prepare the yep. game from such a different standpoint. Because I was a quarterback and a receiver. And I, I mean, past game, I mean, you know, learning what goes into running the football and what those kids have to see and, and know and do all that made me a better coach. You know, then yeah. coaching receivers made me a better coach. And, and so then when I was coaching quarterbacks, I'd be like, you know, hey, look, this made a lot of sense as a quarterback on paper, but then you got to go teach these receivers how to do it. Like, yeah, it's not real practical. You know, on paper it looks really good, but it's not real practical. I think all those things are great experiences and, and, you know, being able to coach other things is is very, very important in my opinion. I will, I will double down on that. And the, there was a couple of years where I coached. Well, I didn't have a position to coach. I was the offense coordinator, didn't have a position to coach. I spent all my time with the offensive line. Uh, and and Coach Summers, Chris Summers, who helps us out sometimes at Irish Breakdown. So he and I coached the offensive line, and I had I learned so much coaching the offensive line. I mean, look, man, I'm not an offensive lineman. I was a wide receiver, mm-hmm. a safety, or whatever, and that's what I coached when I first started coming in. I was coaching DBs, wide receivers. You coach the offensive line, it helps you understand what the offense is doing so much better because if your offensive line isn't executing, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing, period. Yeah. So – I will double down on what you just said. You need to be able to coach other positions. It makes you a better coach. And it's not universal. Steve Sarkeesian's never coached anything but quarterbacks. 
Sure. You know, I mean, you know, but it's just, I just think, especially for young coaches, you know, Steve Sarkeesian was also a quarterback's coach for a long time before he became a coordinator. Mm-hmm. So Indy Nation says, I just witnessed the worst half of Indy football offensively I've ever seen considering our opponent and our talent. Tell me I'm wrong. Go Irish. I mean, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to go back and watch some games from 2017 or 2007 again, but, uh, um, 2007. Did I say 17? I meant 2007. There were some pretty awful halves of football in 2007, but I mean, it's definitely the, it's definitely in the conversation. Like guys, that second half was just on offense was just, it was, it was just sheer incompetence. I mean, it just, you gained 16, 15, was it Vince? 13 yards of offense? 12. 12? Yeah. Yeah. We, According it, to the stats, and you, it, here's the thing. It, and you had a 21-yard completion. Mm-hmm. You had a 21-yard completion to Deion Colsey in the second half, and you still had 12 yards of offense in the second half. Yes. Like, because think they about had that. negative 23 rush yards due to the <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Oh That's... my goodness. Really cute. to add on my SC list. Uh, would you support Marcus Freeman hiring an, on a dedicated quarterback coach and remove the responsibility from Tommy Reese? It feels like this position has been underdeveloped and man- mismanaged for quite a while. Yeah. Guys, listen. Please explain this. It's not the time for this. Number one, it, it's just not the time for this. You, it, you're not doing it in week 12, going into week 12. This is who they are right now. If you want to, if you want to kind of discuss that in the off season, we can discuss that in the off season. But um, look, it's not going to happen if you're going to keep Tommy Reese as the OC. He's not going to stop coaching quarterbacks. And just and then here's the thing: who are you going to fire? Right. What only position have coach do you want to fire? Yeah. Right. Because if you go hot, well, you hire an analyst. Well, an analyst can't coach on the field. Hire GA. What GA are you going to hire that's a better quarterbacks coach than Tommy Reese? Right. Like it just. Really Q, I get where you're coming from. I do, but that's just this just isn't the time or the place. You know, I mean, it's just not the time and the place to kind of have that conversation. There, there will be a time and a place to have that conversation. Right now, the focus is on what can they do to get Tommy Reese, the OC and quarterbacks coach, um, on you know the the tools he needs to go out and smash Boston College next week. That's the focus. Right. The, and that's the all Marcus Freeman should be focused on right now. You guys Correct. agree with that? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And people need to understand the vast majority of offensive coordinators out there, the vast majority are also the quarterback's coach. There, mm-hmm. there's a, there are a few, you know, here and there where that's not the case, right? Chip Long was the tight ends coach at Notre Dame. But the vast majority are quarterback coaches. That's just how it works. Okay, you can't hire a thousand assistant coaches so that everybody mm-hmm. has a position. Or you have multiple guys that that's just not how it in works. the NFL. You have an offensive line coach, right. an assistant offensive line coach, yeah. an assistant, a quality control guy that works yeah. with the offensive line right. coach. I mean, like, right? That's not how it works, man. So right. people need to get over this. Please get over this. Tommy's thirty years old. He's still learning as a coach, and unfortunately, he was kind of given a learn on the job situation, and that probably wasn't ideal, but. You know, the hope should be right now that he gets better. He learns from this, right? I mean, like he's 30. He's He needs to learn from this. That's the thing with Tommy is, is I hope that he has this. And I don't, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying I hope he has a mentality of that all these things are lessons for him, you know, and that you say, okay, lesson learned. Chalk that up in my notebook. And, you know, some some coaches I know, they would have like coaching notebooks, 
And I, I knew guys that were very young that knew they wanted to be head coaches, and they, and they started head coach notebooks from the moment they got into coaching. Mm-hmm. Just little lessons they learned. Hey, this coach did a great job. We went through this, and this is how the coach handled that. And this is what he said to our guys at halftime. And you just write that stuff down. And then some of it's like, hey, I went out and did this, and it didn't work at all, and this is a lesson to learn, and, and that's what I hope Coach Reese does. And next week he says, okay, here's what we're going to do. And, you know, because he's a little bit up in this, like this too, right? Like last week, like, okay, that's the Tommy Reese we've been talking about all summer as being the really smart guy. And and we saw some stuff today. Schematic, look, schematically today in the past game, there's great stuff today, guys. I mean, guys were going to open the entire game, you know, but there's some other stuff that wasn't so good. So learn from it. And, you know, again, that's what we're going to focus on. This is, we're, we're not the go fire everybody. This guy sucked. You know, a week after you did what you did to Clemson, we're, we're talking about firing a coach. You know, like, how about we let the next couple games play out, right? Because there was a time this year when people were talking about, get freaking Zeke Carell off the field, you know? <laughs> yeah. What's get the, J.D. What's... Bertrand off the field, right? Yeah. Now we're like, good Lord, you struggled because you didn't have J.D. Bertrand on the field today. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so. That's my first takeaway. <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. What's the, what's the chances that as a coach in a situation like that, and I'm just asking, that you see an offense struggling or you see a quarterback struggling and you step away from what's on the paper to say, you know what, I need to get control of him. Like, let me find something that I know can get him back right instead of just continuing to go to what I have on my paper. And that's something I think that comes with uh, maturing as a teacher. Because that's what a coach is, a teacher. And as a teacher, uh, Vince, you know, you're in education. There are so – you have a classroom with 20 kids. There's so many different personalities, temperaments. Absolutely. And you have to be able to convey the message and get it across in dealing with interruptions and, and everything. And, you know, it's the same thing. I think maybe through an interruption into what Tommy wanted to do today, and maybe he could have done a couple of things that weren't necessarily part of the game plan that could have gone a long way to kind of like settling Drew back down and getting him back and then going back to what he had on paper. You know, and I think maybe, you know, the experienced guys, like you said, he was thrown into a situation to learn on the, you know, on the fly. An experience, more experienced OC might be able to say, okay. Right. We're going to go to this right now because this is going to settle him down and kind of bring him back. And then we'll try to get back to some of the stuff that we wanted to do, you know, coming into the game. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's that's, the evolution, Sean. That's what we need to see from him. Yeah. Is, you know, some coaches aren't that way. Some coaches are in their 40s and 50s and they still have that. Well, I called a good play. I right. told you this. I think I've told this story before. There was one time, uh, 05, as a Christopher Newport, and I remember it like it was yesterday. And we probably had more athlete, athleticism than we did the year before. But we were young and we were immature, and we did a bad coaching job. We were just doing a bad coaching job, myself included. We just all were just not doing enough to get our. Because I mean, myself included, because we weren't winning. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in the in the office late in the year, and our offensive line coach looked around the office, and he's like, "Guys, we have to remember one thing. This is not on us." We're doing what we need to do. They're not making plays. And I was like, you got to be, this guy's like 60. It's like, and I went off. 
Like he tried to fight me right there in the locker in the, in the office. Like I was like, you got to be effing kidding me. And I had a lot more of a mouth back then, but I was like, seriously, we're the ones getting paid to do this. Those kids in that locker room are paying to go to school here and play football. And you're going to say, it's not us. It's them. Like, this is why you're in your sixties and you're coaching at a division three school. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me a freaking break with that stuff. You got to hope that Coach Reese is not that guy. You got to hope that he's a, hey, I thought this was going to work. I kept going to it. I got to realize that this is part of my evolution. And I'm optimistic he's going to learn. I I think he will. I just, look, every coach that's great needs to be supremely confident, confident, but also have enough humility to say, I didn't do a good enough job there. I should have done a better. I should have, Sean, like you're saying. Because the only way you can say I need to do this differently you don't do something differently if you don't think the way you were doing it was incorrect. Like, yeah. if something you're doing is correct, why would you change it? Right? Like, so you hope that he's that way, and I hope that he is. Because, I mean, again, he, he's a smart – he's a very smart football guy. I think the area where Coach Reese has to continue to improve, as you guys mentioned, is as a teacher. Sean, I think you nailed it. That's where he's got to learn to improve yeah. is as a teacher. Indy Nation with a super chat. Thank you, Indy Nation. Pine hit some huge passes to uh, passes. Imagine if he was off. Very fortunate to win this game. This is worse than Stanford, folks. This is Navy co Irish. This is not worse than Stanford. Have you guys watched Stanford play this year other than playing Notre Dame? Yeah. First of all, no, no, not even the, the. Have you watched Stanford play this year other than when they've played Notre Dame? They suck. <laughs> this is not worse than Stanford. First of all, that game was at home. They're terrible. I I think Navy could beat Stanford. So mm. it's not worse than them. It's not. Stop. Stop. Today was bad enough. We don't need to add this kind of hyperbole on it. You know what I mean? Like, just stop. Just relax. Okay? Kevin Bujaz, I hope Bujaz, I hope I'm saying that right. How can we uh, how can we not run a Navy after what happened last week? How? Okay, a couple things. Number one, as we said during the week, Navy is a very good rushing defense. Said it during the week. They're very well coached. They use their lack of size to their advantage, and they attack and they penetrate, which is exactly what you saw today. We said this today, folks. They had not give. They had. They were holding teams to 87 rushing yards a game. They held Air Force to 130 yards below their season average on the ground. What they did today was they said we're not big and strong enough to handle Notre Dame, so we're going to outnumber them, and we're going to try to use our quickness to our advantage. And Notre Dame did not counter schematically or coaching wise to hurt that that's what happened Does, i mean and and i don't think the line played well it happens have you guys ever seen an offensive line that played great every week I, look i'm a denver bronco fan you guys know that you guys remember how good those offensive lines they had in 87 and 88 were nope i remember that year yes you do shut your pie hole you guys remember <laughs> what they did to the Dolphins that year in the playoffs? They beat the Dolphins 38-3 to in the playoffs. They embarrassed the Dolphins in the playoffs that year. Do you guys remember what they did about three or four weeks before against the Dolphins when they got destroyed by the Dolphins and got embarrassed by the Dolphins and they couldn't protect John Elway, they couldn't run the football? Same teams, different games, domination, got your butt kicked. You're not the same single team every time you take the football field. How does Alabama blow Georgia out in the in the SEC title game and get whooped in the national championship? How does Georgia get their butts kicked by Auburn in the regular season and then a month later in the SEC title game blows Auburn out? That's football. Yeah. That's football, right? Like you're not the same exact team every week. It's There is an element of survive and advance to this, 
right? You're going to be off some games. The great teams can have off days and learn how to win. Notre Dame is yep. not there yet because they lost to Marshall and Stanford. Today, they were off. They had a crap game in a lot of ways, but they still won. And that's part of football is getting getting the W in those instances. And so same thing with the run game. You're not going to be great every game. And the point I made about the Dolphins was the Denver Bronco offensive line sucked against the Dolphins first time they played. They were hitting John Elway all night. The next time, they warm out. It's part of the deal. Yeah, it happens sometimes. You just got to limit those opportunities. Indy Nation says, do you think 25 is being misused? Uh, yes. 100%. That's Chris Tyree. No, he's not. He's too slow. Is he's he, being sarcastic, I think. Slow. I think he's oh, being sarcastic. Okay. I, I, the, the little happy, smiley, happy face. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yes, yeah. he's being misused. Put him in a slot. Move him around. Put two backs in. I mean, he did it one time, and all of a sudden, oh, Oh, he's wide open for a touchdown. Oh, shocker. Like, come on. Right. It's too it's just it's just right. It's right there. It's right here. Right. Come on. Yep. Absolutely. Next one from Average Joe. Thank you, Average Joe, for the super chat for 2023 transfer portal. If uh so, if so, do you go for a backup or for Tyler Buckner or someone Tyler Buckner can back up? And if so, um is the roster transfer or Tyler Buckner, Stephen Jelly, Drew Pine? So does Drew Pine transfer? That's a lot oh there. Um, okay, so there. first of all, I don't know about transferring or not. I, I am adamant that Notre Dame needs to go out and get a get a transfer portal quarterback. Uh, there is not a transfer portal transfer portal quarterback out there that Notre Dame could get. Meaning, like Bryce Young's not jumping in, CJ Stroud's not jumping in, Caleb Williams isn't jumping in. That I'm handing the starting job to. Correct. So Pretty he's going to have to compete. compete. Yes. You're gonna have to compete, and if I bring in, uh, you know, pick a quarterback. If I bring in Bryce Young and Tyler Buckner outplays him in the spring and outplays him in the summer and outplays him in fall camp, and th- okay, then then that's who my starter is, right? I mean, it's about competition. Uh, I'm not bringing in a backup quarterback. I'm bringing in a guy that can compete for the starting job and help us win every football game that we play next year. That would be my mentality if I'm the Notre Dame coach. Now, if that guy comes in and that guy gets beat out by Tyler Buckner or Drew Pine or Steve Angeli then that guy's my starting – whoever beat him out is my starting quarterback. You know, yes. but he's – I'm not bringing anyone in to be a backup. That was my mentality this year, guys. I, I did not want a guy to come in and take reps away from from Tyler and Drew because they needed the reps this year. Next mm-hmm. year, because of Tyler's injury history, I think you have to be bringing a guy that can start. I think you have to. Anyone you disagree, disagree there, with that? You, you cannot go and promise a starting spot to a to right. a transfer quarterback. You, that, that's You can't go out and make – you know, promise the world and and have them come in. That's terrible for team chemistry. That's terrible for the quarterback room. It's, it's, it's even better for that kid because now he's not even going to try because he was told he was going to be the starter, you know? Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the people that – one of the guys that Notre Dame was talking to and ended up not coming, he wanted to be named the starter before he even said he was going to come. That's why he didn't come because Notre Dame was not willing to do that. Notre Dame yeah. still should not be willing to do that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I agree. No, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. Like, there's no one out there that deserves to be given that type of security coming in. And to be honest, Brian, we talked about this during the week. You just said it. Drew Pine, the backup quarterback. And unfortunately, we didn't get to see the starter develop. Mm -hmm. And we didn't get to see him behind this offensive line at their best. Right. That's. That, that's what you have right in front of you. You, know, you can say what you want, man. Like, for me, that's the greatest challenge 
that I'm going to be watching with Tommy Reese, what are you doing with the guys you have? Right. What about these two? Right. Drew's going to have this experience. Tyler had three and a half games of experience or two and a half games of experience. So moving forward, that whole first time start, first time being in the saddle, that's right. out of the window now. Right. They should be much better. Both of these guys. Right. Sean, he's a junior. He's yeah. a junior. And he's not a junior that you inherited because you're a first-year coach. No. He's been with you for – here's the thing, Sean, and this is the thing that I that I say why I tend to be more let's focus on the coaches before we we focus on the players. Because as I've always said, don't come talk to me about what we need from a player standpoint until you can tell me as my assistant coach that you have gotten the most out of that kid. Yeah. When we've got the most out of that kid and you've done the best job you can and that's not good enough, then I will say, okay, we need to fix this. And this is what I've said about Notre Dame as a whole, right? Well, you, 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 need, to, you need to lower admission standards. You need to do this. You need to do that. You have not maximized your potential as a program. Until you do, then we can address where we are. If Don't come to me and say, hey, we need to do this change, make that change, when the reality is you're not doing what you were hired to do to the level that I'm paying you to do it, yep. right? Yep. And so once you do that, then we can say, okay, cool. This is where we need to go, right? And that's the reality of it. And so does that mean that that if Drew Pine maximizes ability, we would be saying no need to get a transfer quarterback? No, there's nothing Drew could do from here on out that's going to make me say don't get a, a, a transfer quarterback. But what I am saying is I'm not going to say that that kid's just, that I'm just pushing Drew Pine to the side or I'm pushing Tyler Buckner to the side and, and handing that kid to Reigns as the quarterback. That kid's got to show me he can compete for it. And my job, even if I get a transfer quarterback, my, your job is, and this is what I'm saying if I'm Marcus Freeman, okay, we got you a transfer quarterback, whoever the OC quarterbacks coach is. But you know what your job is? Your job is to make sure that transfer quarterback's the best player he can be. Your job is to Absolutely. make sure Tyler Buckner is the best player he can be. And your yep. job is to make Drew Pine and Steve Angeli and Ron Paulus III the best quarterbacks they can be. And then we'll figure all the other stuff out. And that's what I don't think we've done enough of here at Notre Dame when we look at this thing is there's been too many coaches that say, hey, we got this guy ready. Or, well, this guy's not doing this, doing that, doing this other thing. And so it's it's the players aren't good enough. No, 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 no. We don't know that yet. Are you doing the best job you can to get him ready to go? Then we'll figure all the stuff out, right? right. And that's, that's the thing for me is this is not the best that Drew Pine can be. You can't tell me that the best Drew Pine can do is what we saw in the first half compared to what we saw in the second half. Right. The first half, we're all thinking, dude, if they play like this the rest of the year, they can beat everybody. The second yep. half, we're thinking, God, they may not beat Navy. Right. Like, that's not just a player thing. That's just not a coaching thing. But at the end of the day, I, I believe this with all my heart. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm holding the people going to get the most accountability for me are the people getting paid to do this a lot of money. Right. And that's the coaches. It's the experienced people. Your job is to get the, get the most out of this kid, and I don't think we've seen that yet. And until we do, I'm I'm just not gonna I, I'm just not gonna sit there and say, oh, it's all Drew, it's all Marist, it's all this guy, it's all this guy, right? Yeah. You did not put Marist in position to be successful today. He didn't hold up his end of the bargain either. Do you know who I'm more pissed at? The guy that I'm paying over a million dollars to do his job today, <laughs> right? So that's yeah. that's where I'm at. Michael Berg with a super chat. Thank you, Michael. Effort and desire block yet another one. Man, guys, 
I mean, I feel like because we're so frustrated, we have not had enough chance to talk about Brian Mason. I mean, what else is there to say, fellas? The dude is a star as a coach. I mean, another block kick, recorded two onside kicks. Because remember, they tried to get they tried to catch Notre Dame on an onside kick early, and they recovered it. They were yeah, Prince Collie was- saw it and jumped right on right on it. You know, like they were going like back, but they had their eyes on the kick. I didn't like that for call sure. I didn't like that yeah. call. Bad call. Yeah. Yep. Alberto with a super chat. Thank you, our, my friend from Spain. The OC can only look as good as the quarterback makes him look. Pine had super glue in his hands in the second half. Alberto, I get where you're coming from on that, but at the same time, it's part it goes of the back to what we just said. Vince. It's part of the problem, right. but it, yeah. yeah, not the whole problem. Right. Tommy Reese is not the only problem. Drew Pine is not the only problem, right? Marcus Freeman is not the only problem. There's all there's culpability all around to say why they didn't play the way they need to in the second half today. And they got to yeah. figure it out and move on next week and, and, and make it better. That's what it is. And I'm tired of the constant, well, they had a bad game, so a week after Clemson, fire them. Fred Studelbauer, thank you. Stadelbauer, Fred, thank you for Super Chat. Two questions. One, why is Estime not starting? Tommy plays favorites. Feed the beast. Marcus Freeman needs to step in. Two, would you love Riley and Dugan at Notre Dame in 2023? Number one, I answer the first estimate part? is please do. It doesn't <laughs> matter who starts. They play. Right. They're all playing. I don't care who's out there first. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it's Diggs. Sometimes it's Estime. Sometimes it's uh, uh, Tyree. It doesn't matter. Right. They're all going to play. Relax. That doesn't matter. Can I Can I say, I? you know what frustrates me? is we we have this thing it's like what was that stupid vampire werewolf movie with that girl that's always sad what, what's you know what i mean like what's um you watch a lot of sci-fi so i don't know no nah, twilight werewolf. oh yeah, right that. so the only reason it's i know this is because like i have young nieces and nephews and there was like this they, there was like team this dude and team that dude oh right? yeah. yeah 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 I and and as fans, we do that way too freaking much. I love Estime, so everyone else sucks, and you need to only play. Who led Notre Dame in rushing last week? Logan Who led Diggs. Notre Dame in yards per carry last week? Logan Diggs. LD. Thank you. Right? So, you know, they're all going to play. They're, to Vince, to your point, they're all going to get their touches. Estime has not proven that he can be a four-quarter guy. You know? I mean, like. If you're going to say that, at least say it, spell it right, Ryan. Come on, man. Got <laughs> a little side group chat going on. Um, but but my point is, is like, why is Estime not starting? Because Logan Diggs is also playing great. And remember that game this month, this last month, when an Audrey Estime fumbled a ball? Who stepped in and carried that team the rest of the game? Yeah. It was Logan Diggs. They're all yeah. great backs. Let's appreciate the fact that they're all great backs, right? They're very good players. Let's enjoy that and not get into this team estimate team. Dad, some guy arguing me about like on Twitter, love the guy and he's a longtime follower, but like, you know, Diggs is not in the same league as estimate. Like what? Like they're all really good. They're all going to play. Let's take advantage of that. And that makes it harder on the defense when they are all playing because they are different backs. Correct. So why is estimate not starting? Don't care. You know, like Logan's playing well. Nothing. I mean, you know, and Estime started two games ago and got the first two carries of the game against Syracuse. Right. Yes. The game after so, he fumbled, he got the start. Right. Like, right. it's fine. It's not about – do I think good. Tommy Reese plays favorites at times? Yes, but 
Tommy Reese clearly likes Audric Estime. He clearly likes Logan Diggs. Clearly doesn't like Chris Tyree. Right? So if you want to have a conversation about a coach not getting a running back enough touches because he doesn't like him, Audric Estime ain't that dude to have that conversation about. No. No. It's number 25. Yeah. Second part of the question, would uh, would love to see Riley uh, Dugan at Notre Dame in 2023. Max Duggan. Um, I'm worried about beating Boston College. I'm not worried about 23 right now. So, and no, I, I'm i focused on beating Boston College right now. TJ Fallon with a super chat. Thank you, TJ. I think we just lost Brian Mason. Someone is going to make him a head coach. He is a star. It's possible. I mean, yeah. But at the same time, yeah. that is what your goal is as a head coach is to bring in guys that are eventually going to leave you because they're so good. That's that's how it works, man. Like You can't be upset with a guy for coming on board and then leaving for a better job. Yep. So you, you pat him on the back, you give him a hug, and you say, good luck, man, and I hope we never face you. You know, like, it, it just, okay. That's what a head that coach happens, wants. Great. That's what you want. You yes, want your absolutely. coaches to get promotions to the, what the things that they want to do. Yes. Reza, my guy Reza with a super chat. Been a minute oh. just saying thanks for all the great work, Reza. I hope you're doing great, man. Hope you're doing great. Thank you for the big super chat. Michael S., and we are we are appreciative of that. We definitely will continue yes. to do our best to do the great work. Michael S., uh, in 1987 champion year, Notre Dame almost lost the Navy. Notre Dame won in 88. But, yes, they had some years where they didn't play great. Correct. Correct. They did not play well against Michigan State that year, at least not the way that they did in other games, if I remember correctly. Michael S. also is super chat. Isn't Tom Reese too inexperienced to know what appropriate adjustments to make with a pine talent? No, I don't think he's too inexperienced to know that per se. I think it's part of the lesson learned, but I mean, no, I think it's a stubbornness thing more so than anything. Yeah. 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 I think it's a stubbornness thing at times, but it's, I mean, he'll, he'll hopefully mature and, and get better at it. I think he will. Derek Rosenden, why no outside zone with Tyree? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, they didn't run out hardly at all. Like outside. a Bucks. A, I mean, a team that's loading the box, pin and pull, man. I mean, Notre Dame yeah. did it in 2017. I mean, it's like, you know. Well, they threw one toss to Logan for like four yards to the left. That's a good. It was, ended up getting six out of it. Yeah, it was a good play. Yeah, six. Yeah. yeah it ended up being a good play. Run that about three, four more times and. You know, give me a couple I – mean, because the team's condensing in, pin and pull, you know, pin down, have the receiver crack down, pull one of your guards out to the corner, and mm-hmm. you're out the, off, the, off the, to the races. As hard as they were crashing inside, you're pitching right outside right. of that sucker if you're pinning and pulling. Right. You know, um, and that's not a hard concept to put in. You have you have stuff like that in your system. And that's what counter is. I mean, counter is a pin and pull in theory. I mean, for all intents and purposes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Tyler Evans with a super chat. Thank you, Tyler. Clarence Lewis saved a touchdown with that interception. Nice play. Yeah, that was a big play. That was huge a big play, play. Huge momentum swing. No I don't know if it would have been a it. touchdown because he was on that guy the, kind of the entire time. But, like, yeah, it was a big right. play. And he big cut it play. off when he saw where the ball was. Right. Like, he cut off his angle. Yeah. yeah. It's a great play. No, it was a great play, Tyler. And thank you for the super chat. McKay Rippy, thanks for taking me off, talking me off the ledge. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, Master Shifu, very much for uh, – for, for being with us today. And uh, it is funny how games like this can bring out the worst in some people. You know what I mean? Like I get called it's a okay lot of to things. Be it's okay. I get called a lot of things. A Pollyanna is not something I've been called in a very long time. So <laughs> must be doing <laughs> something right. <laughs> Milton, Milton fan 15. I love how the people that like think that because you disagree, you're lying because I'm not telling you what you want to hear. I'm lying. So yes. those are always funny too. Those Big are fat liar. Yeah. <laughs> In the stone. We don't need any fat jokes today, Vince. All right. <laughs> All right. Milton fan 15. Thank you for the super chat. Can you explain what Navy did in the second half to shut the offense down? Sean, I'll let you take a crack at this one. Would screens have been good way to back Navy off the blitz? Be Lindsay catch of the year. And this was this was yeah. early in the show, but yeah. We pretty, yeah, we talked about this. Yes. Screens would have been really good. Uh but sweet, jet sweeps. Just a lot of things. Uh, that could have gone against what they were doing. I think, honestly, Brian, maybe the staff went in at halftime and expected Navy to come out and not double down. Maybe they felt like, okay, we did enough in the first half. I don't think they're going to be even more aggressive than they were in the first half. Mm -hmm. And it might have been a shock to them initially in the second half. Right? right? So – but anytime, I mean, that's pretty much anytime you have an aggressive team up front, and especially the linebackers coming downhill as fast as they were, you absolutely get your your linemen out, a couple of screens. Hey, they could have ran a quick screen, you know, to the tight end right there off the edge on a scrimmage, a middle screen. They could have done a lot of things to come back and take advantage of the aggressiveness of the Navy. I give a lot of credit to Navy and their defensive coordinator. They, they chose not to die by a thousand cuts. They were like, dude, yeah. we're not about to sit up here and just let you just beat up on us all game long. I loved it. Just wear us down. If you're going to get us in one or two plays, then okay. We, we can live right. with that. And but then that gets your offense back on the field. Absolutely. That gets your offense back on the field. Right. So, you know, and just not having an answer to that in the second half, you know, it can come from a lot of things. But – I'll say this once again. When you have an opportunity, when things are going against you, you have to make the plays. And Notre Dame had three or four opportunities to make plays to stymie the momentum of Navy, and they just couldn't make the plays. The opportunities were there to change the tide of the game. They didn't, and Navy kept the momentum and continued their comeback. So as much as we can sit up here and look for adjustments and different things, you know, when you get opportunities, you have to take advantage of those opportunities. Yep. Go to the next super chat from Irish DB. What is up with the stubborn duo run game? Is it because the staff has a lack of faith that this offense can't execute any other type of run game? It better not be because that'd be stupid. I think I don't, I guys, I don't know. I have no clue. I have no clue. I mean, it's it very could be all I know. Run game. Saw it at a clinic and fell in love with it, and that's just what they're going to roll with. I have no clue. 
I have no. I mean, I think one thing about duo is you can run it if you if you're good at it, as we saw against Clemson. We finally saw them figure it out against Syracuse Clemson. Is if you if you do it right, you it looks different. I mean, they ran it so many different ways against Clemson, so many different ways, and it looked di- at times. I'm thinking, is that G rap? No, no, that's yeah. duo with a guard pulling, right? Um, and thank you to Ryan Roberts for being the one that knows that it's team. What did he say? It's team Edward and team Jacob. Cause Ryan Roberts is the only one that actually knew that cause he's a twilight fan. So we appreciate that Ryan. Um, but I, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a play that can be ran a lot of different ways, but as far as why they emphasize it so much, I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, last week we saw him mix it up a little bit with some zones and some other stuff and it looks great. And I, I don't know. I, I didn't realize it was a play that you had to only do that play and nothing else. It's a little strange. It's a little strange to me. I don't know. And they have athletic three, teams, so. Yes, exactly. Well, when, they they, when they've run zone, Sean, they've been really good this year. I mean, they've yeah. been really good at it. Ed three with a super chat. Thank you. Super sacred. Thank you, Ed, very, very much. JP with a super chat. Thank you, JP. If the other team loads the box, their name is in trouble. If they pressure Pine, he folds. I know Reese catches the heat, but Pine has to make plays, need a quarterback. Well, I uh, mean, we've been saying that for about five years now. But Clemson loaded the box against Notre Dame the entire game. So did Syracuse. Yes, and that is very true. Look, Notre Dame didn't play well up front today. And, and you know, but but they were out. I mean, they, I mean, they were outnumbered a lot in the second half. Right. And they were yeah. outnumbered against Clemson. They were outnumbered against Syracuse. I mean, that there was some lack of creativity issues, but it's not quite that simple. Uh, but if the part about Pine, it, there's some merit to that. He's got to hand. He's got to handle those situations better. There's no doubt. I'm with you on that one, JP. I'm with you on that one. Ray Holcraft with super chat. Thank you, Ray. As the season moves through the final stretch, which players have really developed or have shown real flashes that you're excited about now and into the future beyond Benjamin Morrison? That's a good one. You guys want to mm-hmm. – uh, Sneed. Tobias. Fast and athletic. Yeah. Junior looks good in the middle once he starts getting more playing time and gets to be settled in. So, I mean, that that linebacking core is very exciting. I, You know, Jaden Mickey has All made running issues. running backs. You know, I, oh, absolutely. I, I kidding. Uh, you know, Jaden Mickey's made some mistakes, obviously, recently, but I still am very excited about him in the future. I, I mean, I, I just think he kind of hit that freshman wall a little bit. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm excited about his future for sure. Still pretty excited about the two offensive tackles. They're considered young. They're both sure. sophomores. Thank God they can come back next yeah. year. So very yeah. excited about those two. Guys. Yeah, and, and and Blake is really, you know, I, I I'd have to watch the film to see how he played today. But coming in today, he'd kind of gotten just kind of better mm-hmm. each week. And you know, I think Deion Colsey emerging has been good. Jaden Thomas has been, you know, I mean, this is kind of what you thought he could be when you use him yeah, correctly. Yes. Kid's a good football good player, you know. And I think Colsey um, can be good too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he you know? he did well. Um, I mean, look, they've had a lot of good things happen this year. There's been a lot of players step up this year. And it's like, I'm like, man, I wish we had another year of Tariq Bracey this year. Like, that'd be nice. Right. You know, the way By he's the way, Bryce Young has got a ball tipped a, at the line of scrimmage. So yeah. it happens to good quarterbacks, too. He's been in – because he's not tall enough. <laughs> can't can't see over the line. Can't um, tall enough. So, oh, it's all good. I think um, I'm excited to see, um, honestly, some of the position changes that might happen with the young players. Um, Mike, I think um, Ramon Henderson 
could be moved closer to the line in the defense. So like, Ryan, a, like a rover, like a rover kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I think Xavier Watts flashed today. He had a couple yeah. of plays. He's fast. Uh, yeah, he's really fast. You know, and I think they said that was one of the reasons why they decided to keep him at safety because he's starting to get it and starting to play faster. So I'm excited to see him. I'm I'm excited to see Deion Cozy. Yeah, like fully healthy and absolutely. Get, I'm excited to see him. It's a lot. It's a lot of players on this roster. Gabriel Rubio's really coming along this year. Look, Absolutely, he's, he's another one. Nana has come along. I don't know if you oh, yeah. him, but Nana's come along. He's well, played no, very. He played solid. You know, to me, he didn't say young players. Yeah. He just said which players. You know about okay. now in the future, and 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 yeah, Nana is true. is not young, but Nana has eligibility left. Yeah, I mean, Nana's got time left, and because of COVID, he's got actually a couple years left. So, Justice has no availability left, correct? Adam, he does. He does have one year left because he took he took a red shirt in 2018, and then the COVID year. So, because of the COVID year, he has a sixth year. Yes, I don't think he's going to take it as of right now, but I I would I would be totally happy if he came back. For sure, yeah, me too, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but it's a lot. Josh Burnham. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Even though he hasn't really played from what yeah. we've heard about the kid and what I saw with his first step. It's the, it's that's the thing. Ryan, Ryan texted me and he got the same. He's like, Josh Burnham's really filling out. It's one thing he said, watching him go through pregame. It's one of the comments yeah. that Ryan made to me uh, at, early on. So that was that was good to see. Mm-hmm. Bayside Tiger 6. I always laugh when I I always laugh when this one comes up because I, you know, I mean, one. you know what the Bayside Tigers are. It's a very good, very good name. Did anyone else think Clarence Lewis might take his helmet off after that interception? Uh, he, he Clarence Lewis is not getting any NIL penalties. Sorry, that's only no. that's Kyle Hamilton's. That's Kyle it was Hamilton. it was Kyle Hamilton light though. He he that yeah. was a really good a job. Play. It's a great play. It was, no, it was a great it was play. A discipline play, right? Yeah. yeah, it was a discipline play for him to follow and not come closer to the line of scrimmage. Well, and, and not chase the back because it looked like a reverse. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very heady play. Very heady play. Absolutely. W118CMH with a super chat. Thank you. Thank you very much. Offensive line was overwhelmed by numbers. Agree. Defense was gashed up the middle early, deep late. Agree. Issues galore, which leads to the obvious question. What is your prediction for learning basketball this year? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, they almost. That's a great segue, man. Oh, that is a great, I great. I, that's my favorite question of the night. That is awesome. That is. Great. I actually like, think they have like, three sixteen potential. Yeah. Well, yeah. they better be able to pull out games because they should have lost to Radford the other night. Yeah. And well, I mean, really look, chance the, they're going to lose the, to Youngstown State tomorrow. Was it so. the, the? I like last the guard. It's, for me, it's always guard play when I look forward to to the tournament specifically. Yeah, I like the guard. I like their veteran. They have good veterans. Um, Lashesky should be key if he can stay healthy. They need that an inside nice. presence, man. It can't just be yeah, Lashesky. They, they need somebody they inside. Yeah. Well, I think they I do. think the freshman should flashed for me. He's going to be fine. He's going to yeah. get some size. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to have to. I, I still can't believe they only played six guys in the opener. That was just kind of hilarious yeah. to me. Yep. But hey, it is what it is. But all, all I know is Vince, Niagara to come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. He got spoiled with Mooney all those years, Vince. Yeah. That's what you were used to. We know what's wild is they went through so many stretches where they were – 
they were, I mean, they were just producing a, a big every year. I mean, it was, it was yeah. Garrity yeah. and Hanratty yeah. and I mean, yeah. not, uh, not Hanratty, but Heron and, yeah. and Cooley and, and Mooney. I mean, and just, and then it's just like, uh, Zach August was such an important part to that, to that, uh, that team what was the it? Team? Uh, yeah. The team that went yeah. to the elite eight. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, then now it's just like they're really struggling to get those. I mean, go, uh, torn, uh, torn Francis, right? He was a he was an important part to what they do. So, yeah. I mean, early, early in the season losses in basketball don't mean as much to me. Um, remember the the year. Remember the year when Michigan won the national championship game. The year after they went to the Elite Eight. Well, yeah. they lost to like Charlotte early in the year at one point in time. Like you know, but to your point, Vince, yeah, they're they're gonna have to. I still can't believe they went six guys in the first game of the year. Like that was like weird. But that's Bray. That's this is brave. He's just not going to use his bench for whatever reason. Yes, hey, whatever right. reason. If anybody's been, if anybody's watched Notre Dame basketball the last twenty three years, they know it ain't going to be much more than seven. So no, no. <laughs> uh, I don't need to pronounce uh, D too new to IB this year and enjoy the content. Thank you. Any recruiting concerns after a third bad game this year? Feels like the loss last week's momentum, guys and gals. I keep telling you all this: recruits are not that emotional when it comes to recruiting. A kid that stuck with Notre Dame through Marshall and Stanford is not a week after beating Clemson leaving right. because they only beat Navy by three. Kids just aren't that yes. way. Correct. They're just not that way. And you know, and even um, the opposing coaches aren't going to be like, "Did you see how Notre Dame played against Navy? Come to our school." Like that's right. not even a thing. Like, I'm right. sorry, it's just not. Well, I mean, if they do, it's like it's not working. It's not going to work. That's silly. That's it just weak. Doesn't it's work weak. that way. Yeah, it just doesn't work that way. So, and fortunately, kids aren't that way because again, you got to look at it. You know, these players don't look at these things the same way. They're not looking at it as fans. We're passionate. We're fans. We 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 ride the up and down roller coaster. That's what we do as fans. These kids are making a educated decision about what's best for the future of their lives. They're not they're not riding that emotional wave. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And exactly. that's good. And that that's not a criticism as fans because that's I mean it's different. You're not making a decision about where you're going to spend the next four years of your collegiate career. You're enjoying a football program. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you gotta you gotta here we go Uh, china uh shane phillips my wife came home from the mall and declared the game over at 35 13 i blame her see where were you the first two and a half hours of the show you could have saved us a lot of freaking time (laughs) let us know that this is all your wife's fault the very beginning that was my favorite one i had to i had to i had to star that one love it Love it. Just tell her she's not allowed to see. That's the funny thing is, is like when she came home from the mall and they were winning 35 13. I don't blame your wife. You should not have let her back in the house. Um, you should have told <laughs> her, hey, go, 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 you know, go do some more shopping, you know, uh, go have yourself some lunch and then come home after the game. That's what you should have done. That's on you, Shane. It's on you. I'm blaming your wife. Can you believe that, guys? Eh, tell you what. I'm always saying that because a similar thing kind of happened with my wife. She was in a meeting and until halftime and then started watching the second half as soon as it started going bad. So, um, and it, what, what am I joking about? What Vince, what am what? I oh, about no, no, blaming no, Shane? Like, what Ryan? Said. Oh, what no, Ryan no, no, said. No. Yeah. No, in, Ryan's in being, Ryan's must be bored on his way home. Cause he's saying right. some absurd <laughs> things in the chat right now. Tyler Evans, <laughs> Vanderbilt and Purdue won me some money today. Did Vanderbilt end up beating Kentucky or they yes, just covered they the spread? That's, their first nice. SEC win in 27 nice. tries. Good for Clark <laughs> Lee. Went on the road and beat a ranked team, a team yeah. that should have been ranked, but a ranked team. But whatever. Uh, good way. win. 
Hey, you yeah. know, Kentucky shouldn't have been ranked this week, but that's still a good win. Kentucky's a quality Absolutely. football team under Mark yeah. Stoops. That's a good win on the road. Yes. And did you guys see West Virginia beat uh, Oklahoma? So is Peyton Bowen going to decommit and go to Oklahoma? You know, yes. Texas A&M, uh, right? Like, you know what it. I mean? Like, he was it just doesn't work like that. Something. And talking about how good, how important coaching is, have, do you guys realize that UConn is now bowl eligible? They beat Liberty today. Mm-hmm. Like, coaching matters, people. Yeah. Coaching matters. It does. And speaking of that, how, speaking of coaching mattering, Mike Elko, fun, having a seven and three now, fellas. They went three and nine last year. All right, let's get to the last couple here. Hugh Murtha with a super sticker. Thank you, Hugh. Vince, can you look real quick and see if he had a um, a, a question underneath that? Because sometimes people I looked put at those... the time and I didn't see anything. Okay. Don't see anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you could just yeah, I, I'm looking there now. I don't see anything either. So just being just support just supporting us, and we appreciate that very much. I just wanted to make sure we didn't we didn't lose that. But yeah, great job by Clark Lee today. Lo- lo- Coach Lee's a good dude. He is. I'm glad for him. And a good friend of mine coaches on that staff, too, so I'm happy for him, too. I'll have to text him after the after we're done. John A1 is going to wrap things up here. How does Notre Dame get first-half pine consistently? I'll tell you how they do it. Adjust better. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Adjust better. Know what your opponent does. Know what they're – and be able to, to say, hey, look, we know what they're going to do. Let's come out and do some of this, and this is kind of what we're going to do. Okay? So – I think Ryan's – this. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys what I think Ryan's doing right now uh, when we're off the show. But, I mean, honestly, John, it, it's adjust better. I mean, guys, you got anything else? I mean, it's, it's adjust better. Be a step ahead and don't let him get into that funk. You know what I mean? I, I well, mean, you have to I, know sometimes it goes beyond what's in the book as a coach. It's a feel. I just feel like in this game there was a time in the second half where – Yo, I got to get this kid back steady. Right. He's flustered. Like, mm-hmm. I got to make sure I get him back steady. Forget right. what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I have to get him back steady. And that goes beyond just X's and O's. That's yep. understanding your team, understanding your players, and what you need to do to put them in the best position. I think you can put that right in the same basket with adjustments. Yeah. Do something to get them comfortable. Get them out of the pocket. Give them a screen. Just tell them, hey, right. you're, just, you're throwing a go route to Braden. There's no right or wrong here, buddy. You just drop back and throw it to Braden. Yeah. You know, there there it is. There it is. So, all right. So, John, we appreciate that. And everybody that, that, that was here today, whether you gave a super chat or not, we appreciate you all very, very much. It was a long show, a frustrating show, but I think we were all able to vent a little bit. And uh, now it's back to work, right? So it's uh, kind of watch some football today, and tomorrow the Notre Dame team is going to watch some film and then get back to work and get ready for uh, Boston College, and that's going to be the key, right? It's another opportunity for this team to get better, and that's what we're going to hope to see next week. So every, is it, is it ahead, wrong? Vince. Is it wrong that I really want Notre Dame to bust back out the green jerseys for Senior Day so everybody loses their mind in the chat? Because I think that's what's going to happen. Loses their mind is in like they're excited because they're oh my god they're wearing the green jerseys they're gonna lose oh. that whole minute, thing hold, like that's what what, what I'm sorry Vince you cut out what were they like can you do that again <laughs> what were they like that only wor- <laughs> that only works every other time okay. I didn't really I thought I think people I think people be fired up about it I think they they I love the green jerseys that they had on it. with the names on the back and everything else and yeah. I 
And Marcus Freeman talked about wearing them again. Well, you're running out of opportunities, so I think that's yeah. going to happen. What I, I still will say, and I know there's going to be a lot of people going to be pissed at me for saying this, I would still love to see them come out with a home alternate uniform of gold helmets, green jerseys, white pants with a gold stripe. Oh, they come out I with white that pants. Would fire. That would be That would be fire. That white would be pants. unbelievable. And then about th- about 10, 70 plus year old donors would withdraw their money from the program. But that's a different story for a different day, eh, you know, because you can only is. wear gold pants, apparently. So anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it for well, today's show, everybody. As Mace AK says, join the message board, everybody, at boards.irishbreakdown.com. Hit that like button. Subscribe to our channel. Hit the notification bell. Share this podcast. Leave a five-star review. Visit the IB store for the very best merch. And as always, go Irish. I couldn't have said it better myself. For Sean and Vince, I'm Brian. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on the Irish Breakdown podcast. We do our Upon Further Review.